and welcome back to the special episode this weekend, making up for a bit of lost time, making sure all my thoughts get out there, so welcome back to Real Sports, I missed you so much, let's get right into it. Today is going to be a baseball episode, so it'll probably be a bit shorter since it's only one topic, maybe I'll cover another sport too a little bit, but today is primarily going to be about baseball and the Reds, my favorite team, and the Indians, my other favorite team, because growing up, even though I live in southern Ohio, for some reason, the Indians were only on, and I didn't fall in love with the Reds until later, and they're my favorite team, but for some reason, uh, the Indians were shown when I was a kid, so I, I became an Indians fan when I was a little kid, but getting into it, the Reds, they just had a series win against the Nationals, which, that's great. Nationals are not an amazing team, but a, a decent-ish sort of team honestly at this point i'm just happy they won and i'm happy they won a series they're 22 and 26 they're like right now they're dealing with a lot of injuries so that that's the thing right now castillo can't pitch to save his life for some reason i i he's been on the decline for a couple years i think he was a one-hit wonder amir garrett seems to be getting it back together but again i don't trust him the Reds need to pick up another reliever and another starting pitcher. That's what they should have done this offseason. But, no, they didn't. But, I mean, hey, they were relying on their prospects. That's what they were doing. They were relying on their prospects because the reason they didn't get a shortstop. Garcia looks like he'll be, he could be a generational talent at shortstop. Uh, their pitching prospects, uh, they have a couple of them. One in AA, one in AAA. So they're relying on their prospects. Okay. Eventually, you got to trust your prospects. And they are trusting one. Gutierrez for the Reds, he is being trusted now. They are giving him his first start. All right, let's see how he does. I, I, I he's going to be pitching against the Cubs tonight, um, the 28th of May. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Let's, let's see how he does. Let's see how he does. Um, you know, they're going to have Castillo going against the Cubs. At, at this point, I wouldn't trust Casillo to pitch against anybody. He made the Rockies look like the 2017 Houston Astros, even though they were cheaters. So, we'll see, but the Reds, they, they're they relying on their prospects. Okay, time to put up or shut up. I mean, the shortstop position hasn't been killing them right now. Farmer and Gino kind of combining have been fine at that position. So, it really is just their pitching right now. And, I mean, they get, they're going to have to put... Garcia and eventually the, 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 this this patch they have right now on shortstop it's a decent bridge not a good permanent solution but we'll see so I you know if they can get their pitching down they'll start winning a lot more games and once Votto uh Senzel all of them come back I think they'll be a lot better and so let, let's see how they do let's see if they can get it together but I am not confident in the Reds. I think God is still punishing the Reds for letting a Nazi be the GM. So we will see how they do. I hope they do well. I hope they do. I hope they win the World Series. I really do. But, I mean, obviously they're not winning the World Series this year. But, hey, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they will. I really, 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 really want them to do well. They need to get their pitching together. Um, that Their biggest need is pitching, I think. Uh, batting, they just need to be, get more consistent, but at this point, just get the pitching down. One problem at a time. Just get the pitching down. So, I, I think that if Gutierrez pans out, well, Gutierrez, sorry. If Gutierrez pans out, I think that's a great thing. I think he'll do well. Uh, I think that'll be a, uh, that's not solving the pitcher position, 
but it is a step forward. It is progress. So now transitioning over to the Indians. The Indians have actually, they kind of have the reverse problem. If you combine the Indians and the Reds this year, they would be, one, they'd be an amazing team, and two, it would fit perfectly. It's like a puzzle piece. The Indians have insane pitching, amazing pitching. Shane Bieber. Now, Plesak's injured, but Bieber, I, he's been out of his mind this year. I mean, just all the guys they have. I mean, Hentages hasn't been amazing, but he he's pitched solidly. They have Morgan coming up. He's going to be doing his first start. Saval's been really good. I mean, they have good pitching. They have good relief pitching. The Reds have terrible relief pitching. They need to get another reliever. But the thing with the Indians, their pitching is really good. It's their offense. Their offense is terrible. I mean, now it's been getting better. It has. And it started really bad at the beginning of the year. It's gotten quite a bit better over the course of the season so far. I mean, we're only about 50 games in, but still, it's been getting a lot better. It's been moving up. It's been really, um, you know, growing and growing and growing. But the whole thing with them is that they just, they, they have the reverse problem. It, it's eerie and creepy how just different it is because they they have great pitching, but their offense if it gets above five runs, five, six runs, yeah, they're probably not matching that. So, it, I mean, I, I'm rooting for the Indians. I hope they do well. I hope they kick butt. I mean, their their offense is getting better and better and better. They've started answering some of those five, six run games. So let's see if they can do it. Let's see if they can keep going. Again, uh, they, might make, I, they might make the playoffs. They're a really good team, but the White Sox are also a great team. So... I mean, you know, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see how they do. But uh, the Indians, what they need to do is they need to, I mean, when you lose Francis Lindor, kind of hurts your offense. So they just need to keep growing on the offense. I, I think they've got some good prospects. They're, they've are they been really good at drafting the last few years. So I, I think they'll I think they'll answer the call. I think they'll do well. I think they'll get back to it. But this year is more about going. It, it was kind of a rebuilding year, kind of. Because, you know, losing Lindor and then all the offensive pieces they lost. Uh, you know, losing them, uh, they kind of had to get creative. So, I mean, if this is the rebuilding, they'll be back. They'll be good nice and quick. And hopefully they don't blow a 3-1 lead to a team that hasn't won a championship in 108 years. Oh, man. How, did, how does that happen? Anyway. So that's my thoughts on the Indians and the Reds. Now, the final thing I'm going to talk about today, uh, other than a quick thing about the Mets, you know, love what they're doing, about uh, the Orioles, they need to get relief pitching bad. I mean, they're, ugh, they keep getting in positions to win, their relief pitching keeps blowing it. But the, the, other than those quick little uh, side things is the unwritten rules. Well, and, 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 I'm going to make a case for Barry Bonds being in the Hall of Fame and Sammy Sosa in the Hall of Fame, but that's kind of just a thing at the very end, a quick thing. But the last real topic is the unwritten rules. Now, look, in every sport, there are unwritten rules. There are. But some of the ones in baseball are getting out of hand, like, you know, being up 11 runs or whatever and a guy hitting a home run or hitting a grand slam. It's like, well, dude, if you put a... Uh, like a second baseman on the pitcher's mound and you have him throw a meatball over the plate, it doesn't matter what count it is. The player's going to swing at that. I mean, he gets paid to play baseball. 
he gets paid, and a lot of people look at his stats. So he has a chance to help his stats, to help make sure his team wins, because let's face it, we have seen teams blow 11-run leads in two or three innings before. The game wasn't over. So I... Uh, the, and the way the White Sox... This is with the White Sox. The way the White Sox manager, Tolu Russo handled it was absolutely classless. That guy should not be a manager. That guy should not be in the the manager for the White Sox. Honestly, I don't think he should be in the MLB the way he has handled it. He's a good manager. Like, he wins a lot of games. But the way he handled it, like, they... The... Um, Jimenez, he got hit in the next game... And Larusso didn't even defend him. He said, oh, I like the way they handled it. I like the way they got back at him for hitting on a 3-0 count. Really, dude? That's your player. That's your guy. And you're not going to stand with him and defend him? I mean, even if you're like, look, I didn't agree with that, but they shouldn't have thrown the ball at him. Just that. He's your teammate. He, uh, not your teammate. He is a player of yours. You should defend your players. They have to know that you they can count on you. And you've shown that, no, you're more willing to put a unwritten rule ahead of the safety of your players. That is pathetic. That is absolutely pathetic. So that's my little rant about that. I mean, look, the guy wants to swing on a 3-0 count. Don't put a, a second baseman on base. Don't let it get to 11 runs down. Don't throw a meatball over the plate. No, just don't do it. You're asking for trouble if you do that. So those are my thoughts on um, that whole situation with Jimenez. Um, the Yerminator. Uh, so, I probably got his name wrong, didn't I? Ah, whatever, you guys know who I'm talking about. But, now the final thing I want to do is make a case for Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa. Now, Barry Bonds is a little easier because, look, he never had um, a positive test, I don't think, did he? I don't think he did. And if he never had a positive test for steroids, then... All of this is just conjecture. All of this is just, oh, he said, she said, it looks like blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Yeah, they believe. I just double-checked. He never tested positive for performance-enhancing drugs. And even if he did, I mean, you still have to hit the pitch. And if they know you're using performance-enhancing drugs, they're only going to... I mean, Barry Bonds was getting to the point... He was only getting two hittable pitches a game, and he was still hitting homers. You do, We do not know if he used performance and drugs. Maybe he did. But look, he never tested positive, and it just looks like he did. Well, it doesn't matter. If you can't prove it, it doesn't matter what you know. It matters what you can prove. And you can't prove, beyond a shadow of a doubt, that Barry Bonds used performance-enhancing drugs. He should be in the Hall of Fame. He set records. And he was only getting two hittable pitches a night, and he set records. That's insane. That takes skill. That means he is a Hall of Fame player because he was able to hit and do all of that. And even before he supposedly started using, he had a Hall of Fame level career. So this whole fantasy that he shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame, it's it's just that. It's a fantasy. Barry Bonds should be in the Hall of Fame. Now, moving on to Sammy Sosa. Sammy Sosa is a bit harder to defend because there's a lot more evidence that he actually, you know, tested positive. And I just, still, he set so many records. Even if he was using performance-enhancing drugs, there are lots of Hall of Famers who use performance-enhancing drugs. Lots of Hall of Famers who were jerks. Barry Bonds was a jerk. Lots of Hall of Famers who were jerks, who have skeletons in the closet. We're not debating, like, you still have to hit the ball. 
And it's really hard. I mean, come on. They, they need to put Sammy Sosa in the Hall of Fame. He played amazingly. He was insane. He set records. I mean, just him and Barry Bonds, they set records. Put him in the Hall of Fame. Okay? Like, it, it, this whole fallacy that all the Hall of Fame guys are perfect, they never did anything. I mean, heck, I'm sure Hall of Fame players have used cork bat, corked bats before. I mean, even if it was just one time. I'm not saying every Hall of Famer, oh, they cheated or something. No, they're most of them are pretty good, but... Even the good ones, they've done bad stuff. So, yeah, it, I think Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa should be in the Hall of Fame. Barry Bonds, there's a much better case. Sammy Sosa, I can understand, but it, they need to be in the Hall of Fame. So that's my little tangent on that. Thank you so much for listening today. I'm going to try to keep up these episodes for you. I am not going to take another three-month break. That's that. But thank you so much for listening, and remember, cut out the BS.